Good afternoon. It's a special edition of the Snake River Lib podcast. Welcome. It's the 12th. Happy Columbus Day. Um, actually, both the actual day and the observed holiday for federal employees, mail, bank, banks, etc. Welcome. Um, I'm glad you're here. And thank you again, those of you that listen, those of you that share. I do appreciate that. Um, I'm a little bit miffed, and that's why I'm actually doing the podcast now. I was going to be doing a little bit different subject later on, actually kind of the same subject, but more of a review, a broader review of what's going on. But I just had it up to uh, uh, up to uh, the lack of hair on the top of my head um, with these uh, hearings. Of course, uh, the hearings today are not about the Affordable Care Act, contrary to what, um, if you're suffering through them, what you may be led to believe. Um, They're about the nomination, of course, uh, confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. Now, the reason you might mistake them for being Affordable Care Act hearings and why they're going to get her to speak, and the reason that she likely will not say a word about it, well, the reason she won't say a word about it is because of Justice Bork. Um, Ever since Justice Bork actually answered questions, um, if you want to hint as to who was the chairman of the committee at the time, it was Vice President, well, then Senator Biden. Um, the term Borking, uh, a nominee, came as a result of that. Uh, he's treated shamefully, though not as shamefully as Justice Kavanaugh uh, was. Um they're making a big deal about the fact that uh, um, Judge Barrett, if she is confirmed to the Supreme Court, may be a vote to overturn the Affordable Care Act. Now, I have spoken on this many, many times, and I have written about this many, many times. But let me be clear. Judge Barrett is actually at odds with the Supreme Court ruling on the Affordable Care Act. She disagreed with Justice Roberts' opinion. Now, to be fair, the liberal judges on the court that were part of the majority disagreed with the opinion in that he he wrote the opinion so as to have it hinge entirely the whole act entirely on the fact that the individual mandate was a tax. And as it was a tax, Congress had a right to levy it. Everybody uh, on the conservative side hated it, the ruling, because one, they thought Roberts was one of them. I thought it was brilliant, personally, uh, which I have spoken of many times. But putting that aside for just a moment, Judge Barrett, as a law professor at Notre Dame, um, and otherwise has said, no, it's a violation of uh, uh, Commerce Clause. You cannot force someone 
engage in commerce. Now, technically, back in the 30s, and I'll post a link to it in, in, the, uh, uh, in the heading for the podcast, but the Supreme Court did rule, actually, that, yeah, you can force somebody uh, into commerce. And so just Judge Barrett and Professor Barrett, one and the same, of course, uh, and the conservatives on the court at the time felt that it was a violation of the Commerce Clause that you were forcing somebody to engage in commerce against their will. Liberal judges, of course, uh, thought that because of that ruling back in the 30s, um, that yes, you could force somebody into commerce, and because you could do that, um, the Affordable Care Act should be upheld. But then, of course, they went along with the the Chief Justice because he was upholding the law. Republicans and Democrats, both parties, neither both of them want to avoid. Well, Democrats don't really want to avoid it; they want it to come crashing down, but. They say they want to. They don't want to leave people with pre-existing conditions without health insurance. Now I've talked about there's a big difference between health insurance and health care. Um, I've talked about it several times, but presume just for the moment that they're one and the same. They've known since. 2017, that sooner or later, the linchpin that Justice Roberts had put into the constitutionality of the Affordable Care Act, meaning that it was all supported by the individual mandate being a tax, That pen was removed. Both parties knew. And they've had two years, 20, actually three years almost, to address the issue. Congress has. And they've been too caught up in their partisan fighting. Both parties. The Republicans in 2017, prior to the passage of the Tax Cut Act, tried to fix, well, they tried to repeal um, the Affordable Care Act. They tried to replace it with a, a skinny repeal. That's what it was called, the 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 act that had passed both the Republican House and the Republican Senate and was vetoed by President Obama. Um, John McCain, um, Senator McCain, uh, was the one that torpedoed that. So perhaps we can thank him, as his wife is out campaigning for Biden, uh, perhaps you can thank Senator McCain for the fact that there is no stopgap now for what is inevitable, regardless of whether um, uh, regardless of whether Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed or not, 
because right now there's eight members of the court based on the court's makeup that decision should come down as a 5-3 decision flushing the Affordable Care Act down the drain without a Justice Barrett sitting on the court. Do you understand that? Now, Justice Roberts is a wild card. He's the one. He's the one that pulled the pin out of the hand grenade of affordable of the Affordable Care Act. He did that back when Democrats controlled the Senate, and there was a Democrat in the White House. When he argued, or the opinion was that because the individual mandate was a tax. Congress had the right to pass, or Congress had a right to mandate that you had health care. Not using the Commerce Clause, but because they had the right to tax you if you didn't. So this one's been taking a long time. It just sped up. They threw the pen away in 2017 with the passage of the tax cut. One party tried to do something about it. The other party, to their political, seeing this as a political advantage, chose to ignore it or fought it every step of the way. Fighting for something that, like I said, even if Justice Ginsburg had not died, this very likely would have come down to a 5-4 decision torpedoing the Affordable Care Act. And even without a Justice Barrett, it likely will come down to a 5-3 decision no tie and Congress has done nothing except whine and complain president has begged and pleaded I'll catch a lot of grief for that because everyone says he's all talk and no action which is a lie funny, his actions seem to be a lot more in line with the Constitution than Congress's. Congress has done nothing for three years. And now they're afraid that this judge who has argued by the way, against the decision, but they she did not argue against the Affordable Care Act decision because she thought that, I mean, she didn't argue the upholding of it. She just argued that the reason 
that Justice Roberts upheld it was wrong. And regardless, Justice Roberts' position with the passage of the job, Jobs and Tax Cut Act of 2017 should come down to a 5-3 or a 6-3 decision if she is confirmed. Actually, it should come down to a 9-0 decision because all those liberal judges were on the same side as Justice Roberts. It won't. No tax, no Affordable Care Act. What are the odds of that happening? It's a mockery of the Constitution, what's going on by the Democrats on the Senate side of Congress. They're making up words. They're talking about packing the court. And it's a travesty that the media, who are running around saying, let the people decide, let the people decide. And when Joe Biden says, when he's asked, don't the people deserve to know your position? And he says, no, they don't. Oh, okay, Joe, if you say so. It's a Snake River Lib, where Democrats keep making libertarians look like conservatives. Thanks a lot.